to celebrate 20 years of Cape Talk. Here's one of your favorite personalities from the last two decades. 20 years of Cape Talk. Join the conversation. That's right, October means it's time to celebrate because it's our birthday month. Cape Talk first went on air 20 years ago on the 14th of October, 1997. Every morning this month, I'll be reflecting on two decades worth of conversations and taking a look at some of the big stories Cape Talk's covered. Today, we're carrying on on that countdown to 20 as I'm joined on the line by former Cape Talk presenter Lisa Chyatt and kidnapping survivor Monique Stradom. They revisit a story that gripped the nation in 2000. Monique Stradom and her husband Kali survived being kidnapped and held hostage for four months in the Philippines. Lisa, welcome to the show. Great having you back. It's literally been a century since we've spoken, uh, but good having you on the show again. Well, make yourself feel old. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> make how, yourself feel how old. How are you? I know you still look like you've aged by a day, man. So how are you? The only difference, I'm great. I'm fantastic. The only difference is a, a tint, you know, a hair tint, which you'd know nothing about, <laughs> having a little bit of it. This but is otherwise, so I'm true. just the same. <laughs> now, Lisa, let's go back to that particular story. I want to revisit, revisit the story uh, four months long, and you specifically, you dealt with this particular story on your show quite extensively. Yeah, I think you know, I think we all did. It was, yeah. of course, everywhere in the news. And at mm. the point at which we decided to do something on the show that I was doing at the time, uh, it had been everywhere. I mean, the whole country, mm. um, as we'll remember, was just so connected to the story and also just connected to these two people and others. But, of course, they were the South Africans who were somewhere... Um, in, in, the, in the forest, in the woods, we couldn't even imagine what it looked like, mm. uh, having just been plucked from, 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 from their lives. And so I'm not sure exactly how the idea came up, but I remember thinking, you know, it must have been radio listeners, not necessarily to Cape Talk, but just the experience of driving in your car or being um, at home and having this intimate connection with other people through voice and through this beautiful intimacy of communication. Yeah. And I came up with the idea of them having that experience, hopefully, again. And we thought we're going to record a show, which I actually still have somewhere on cassette, would you believe? Well, I suppose we would believe it. <laughs> uh, in, a, in a plastic, sorry, guys, a plastic box in my garage. And we thought we're going to record a show, and we're going to get it to them somehow. And in those days, how would we get it to them? We, I mean, we just took this crazy chance. We would go and buy a Sony Walkman. Uh, I can't remember the color, but we went shopping. We bought a Sony Walkman. Yeah. And we put the tape in it, and we bought batteries. I remember thinking, I said, batteries? And we were going to send it. And I think on one of the uh, interviews, or perhaps on the news on Cape Talk at the time, they mentioned that there was some level of communication. Monique will tell us now and remind us, potentially by the Red Cross. I remember the word Geneva, and I thought, we're going to get this, we're going to put it in a package. And we're going to send it to them via the people who in some way had some connection to them. And so I went down to PostNet. I'm not sure. I think it was called the post office at the time. Yeah. And um, we, you know, we put it in those white, sort of, um, those padded envelopes. And we sent it off, hoping that it would get there. And we were just convinced that it would. And then it did. And then it did. <laughs> it was such a joy to do. And the listeners were so excited. It was uh, amazing. Oh, Lisa, I absolutely miss you. I've got to say that. Lisa Chai, <laughs> former presenter on Cape Talk. And I just want to go over to Monique. Monique Stradom, once again, I've spoken to you before, but it's always great having you back. 
I want to talk about the Philippines and when this all happened. I'm not talking about the tape because I want us to talk about the tape and the experience at the end of it, at the end. So yourself, hello, hello. So yourself (laughs) and Kelly in the Philippines, I'm sure the moment that all of this started, it's still pretty vivid for you. So can you take us through that experience from the beginning? Yes, we were actually not in the Philippines. We were in Malaysia. Malaysia, yes. Um, Sorry, yes. Yes, on a, on a dive. We were on a diving holiday on an island called Sipadan. That's correct. And yeah. it was actually the second day of our holiday on a Sunday evening. It was Easter Sunday evening yeah. um, when these people just walked into our resort and basically took the whole resort hostage. And then they took us across to the Philippines, which was about 500 kilometers mm. uh, with two little boats. Um, to to an island we've never heard of. And tell me a little bit about that experience, though. Um, you know, what was going through your mind, just your your feelings while this was happening? Yeah, sure. When I, when they originally walked in, I thought they were pirates because I actually just read a story about the the pirates of the South China Sea in a magazine that afternoon. Mm. Um, you know, and coming from South Africa, we we've been victims of crime, so. We immediately thought this was a robbery mm. uh, because, you know, in those days, kidnapping wasn't a well-known um, happening and terrorism yeah. wasn't well-known. And, um, you know, we never thought that was actually what, what was busy happening to us. Um, and, and initially we thought they, they came to steal. So they'll steal, and that's what they initially did. Mm. And, and we thought it would be over quickly. And then sort of when they loaded us into the boat, we realized this is not going to be over quickly. But at that stage, you, we didn't know what to think because mm, mm, mm. this is not something that, that has been in the news or anyone has sure. been exposed to before. I mean, you're pretty stunned. Your adrenaline's going and all the rest of it. Uh, but in, in, in those four months, how did they treat you? Um, you know, the, the thing is they kept us alive uh, um, because they needed us to be alive because we, we became um, the commodity they were going to trade with. Mm. Um, they, they did miss, there was definitely a mistreatment, um, things we don't talk about. Um, the conditions were very rough, you know, the fact mm. that our lives were in danger uh, most of the time um, was a definite reality. And, and as I always say to people, people will say to me, what did you do for four months? And I said, you know, it's, it's often we ran, but often we just sat for days on end, mm. hiding away. And you, you go through so many emotions that mm. you're actually so drained at the end of the evening. So just yeah. staying alive took, took such an effort. Um, you know, I was with French people for four months. I could have learned to speak French, but you're, you're just not in, in that state. <laughs> exactly. I mean, so, yeah, your life's about it. Uh, maybe I should learn how to speak French. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I totally, totally understand. Um, so, 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 okay, I just needed to, to just touch on, on, on that particular experience. But then... You miraculously received this Walkman that Lisa Chiat managed to organize and drop off at the post office. <laughs> Talk to me about that. I think miracle is absolutely the correct word, and it's something we saw <laughs> often there. You know, the fact that media got to us was a miracle. The fact that we're all alive was a miracle. The fact yeah. that we got things, you know, and it's because the media came in that they actually started bringing things in. You know, that opened the first smuggling channels, and later mm. it just became blatant and things came in. And obviously a lot of things were stolen. I've got some fantastic stories that I, that I talk about in my talks about things that came in that they stole from us that we eventually got back. Um, <laughs> And I think that that tape was sent sort of early in our captivity.
to, but we got it uh, very late, and uh, I, I can't remember when. I think it was sort of the the, the end of the third month yeah. we, we got that tape, and it was it came in with a red crescent, and it didn't actually get to us. It was delivered somewhere, and then it came into the camp. Uh-huh. And I must just tell you, so uh, the corporate ID was fantastic because that that Walkman was um, yellow. So it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yellow, Lisa, yellow. Yeah, we, we don't have an opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got this this um, this tape with yeah. with these recordings, and I actually played it until I also got a tape from my sister at one stage, and I couldn't play it. And we played it until the the, the batteries were flat, and obviously you guys didn't think that we needed batteries. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word! How's in, in closing? I wish we could sit here for half an hour at least, but I can't. You know, I might get fired. So, um, how has this shaped your life? This whole experience. Well, it it was definitely a life changing experience, you know, and and you choose, you know, you can't choose what happens to you, but you can choose what you do with it. So my life took a, a complete um, turn. Um, I came back, I closed the business, I started a charity. I'm still busy with the charity. Yep. Um, I still do a lot of talks, and and I was really called to make an impact on people's lives, and and I took up that challenge and. Um, I'm using this to, to to hopefully better the lives of other people. It's nice to wake up and have a purpose, eh? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, Lisa, just uh, and yeah. Monique, Monique, thanks again for sharing that story. Uh, just, it's you, a pleasure. I can hear it over and over and over again, and I'm still fascinated. Uh, <laughs> if one just reflects on your time on radio, Lisa, because yes, you know there are these stories that appear, uh, you know, throughout, and we know what news cycles are like. But uh, just reflect on your time as a talk show host, what that meant, and just for Lisa Chayat, the person. Yeah, sure. But first, I just want to say hi to Monique. Hello. Morning. <laughs> hello, hello. I just also wanted to thank you from, on behalf of all the listeners and myself and our team at the time, because you gave us an opportunity to just be so human. People were so excited with the idea of recording a message and getting it to you. So from yeah, our actually, side, it was an amazing opportunity for us as well. And, and, you know, two of our friends left a message on, on that recording. Oh. Yeah. Two, two very good friends phoned in and, and left, left messages, and that was so fabulous. It, you, you, you wouldn't know what, what, how it helped us during a very rough time. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wonder. That's just wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Faye. Brilliant. So, Lisa, your reflection. So, Kim, uh, wow, 10 years. Well, it was very exciting because we were there from the very beginning. Mm. And I remember we were at the top of Bree Street, and I remember the first day I got my mom to phone in just in case <laughs> and my, my and my friend Mish I think my mom was called Anne and just in case no one phoned um, <laughs> uh, and it was just incredibly exciting you know just charting new territory there hadn't been talk radio in Cape Town uh, or in or South Africa of course yeah with certainly yeah. too but there, um, and it was a whole bunch of sort of a mixed bag of journalists or radio I'd been on radio before as you know Kina that's yep. when we met at the SABC that's correct when you were a Doing, when you're shooting news, that's, that's when correct. We met. I mean, we met like 30 years ago. Absolutely. And it was just very, very exciting because, um, you know, we knew that it was going to be small to start and, you know, we were very realistic, or the management, I should say, realistic about the, you know, the scope of the reach. And then it's been amazing to watch the, the, the change and the dynamics and the demographics, et cetera, over the years. But it, I love being part of things from the beginning. Mm, mm. I love being part of something where there's nothing and something starts. And that was really incredible. And then, of course, there was the move to where you are now and, you know, kind of the corporatization of the whole thing. Yeah. And 
um, it, it's like anything, like any any business. You know, things change and things move. Absolutely. And then also the relationships and people. A lot of people who came to work at Cape Talker, we all kind of knew each other from various different spaces, and all of us kind of stepping into a new a new genre. Yep. Um, in terms of talk, which is incredibly exciting because of the range of the stories that we could do and the people we could speak to, exactly. and you experience that every day. And you know, if <laughs> I remember, because you know, good Hope FM, and I had a bit of a stint there. Um, and and, and, <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> and, and oh my gosh! But Lisa, <laughs> let me tell you, the first time I sat, because I know initially I came to Mike Walls, Mike Walls wasn't interested in me, but uh, then there was Lucia Fenter who was here. And I saw oh, her. Wow, remember Lucia? And I sat and they said to me, Can you say something? I said, Listen, what am I supposed to say? I mean, how am I going to talk for three hours? I'm used to music. <laughs> and it's amazing yeah. how it changes oh. one's life. Hey? But Lisa, lots of respect as always. So good to be able to just chat to you uh, on this particular forum. And uh, I got this one from Isaac in Mitchell's Plain. He says, Kino, after every talk show with Lisa, she would ask for three lotto numbers. Do you remember that? Would I? Oh, my God, it's not just my head that's going to my brain. Is this? What did I do? Ask for three, three lotto numbers. Three for lotto numbers. Apparently, you played the lotto, man, according to Isaac. Or oh, he's going to stick to that. Isaac, you and I have to speak. Because, yeah, we got to talk. We should start it, yeah. Lisa, great having you on. All the best. What are you doing these days, by the way? All sorts of things. I fell into TV producing and I produced some TV series and then I started a company called Life Stories ah. where I film people's life stories and make books and audio recordings for their children and children's children in the future that wow. haven't been born. So I say, hi, wow. I'm Lisa. I'm your great, great, great ancestor. You don't know me, but I send you love. This is my story. This is your story. And we, wow. we create media that talks into the future. So that's what I'm up wow. to now. Wow. Wow, wow. Love it. Lisa, we'll be in touch. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Lots of love. There we go. Lots of love to you too. Lisa Chayat, their former presenter on Cape Talk.